0: This week, we're conducting a brief survey to learn more about who is listening to Codeswitch and how you're using NPR podcasts. Please visit npr.org slash survey to complete it. it would really help us out. Before summer ends, before school starts, and before work gets on your nerves, take Codeswitch and many more with you with the NPR One app. The suggestions in NPR One are hand-curated to help you find the best from public radio and beyond news, local stories, and your favorite podcast, NPR One is ready when you are. Find NPR O-N-E on your app store. What's good, y'all? This is Code Switch. I'm Gene Demby, and I'm here with Code Switch editor Tisneem Raja. Hey. So Tisneem, what's going on?
1: Okay, so the other day, I forced myself to do something incredibly mortifying. Okay, tell me about this. I made fun of the Indian accent in front of Indians who have an Indian accent, like not like me, an Indo-Pakistani who was born and raised in the States.
0: Right. Because you, like me, we're both in the Delaware Valley. We're both in the Philly area.
1: Right. And that's why I say water ice, not water ice.
0: <laughs> you just did the, the little Indian accent head-shaky thing, which is I did, I actually problematic. Didn't even
1: realize, <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing that. <laughs> right, And, you know, so my mom is from Karachi. My dad is from Bombay. But I've lived here my whole life, and I know you've heard me do this. Mm -hmm. I constantly make fun of the Indian accent, like all the time, because it makes people laugh.
0: Is there something janky about it, though? I mean, it's like the Apu accent, right? It's like the the 7-Eleven, stereotypical 7-Eleven guy accent.
1: And my parents don't even sound like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's especially weird about Mm -hmm. it. So I wanted to get some Indians together to talk about all of this. Indians like me who don't have accents and
2: Indians who do. Uh, My name is Anuva Paul. I'm originally from Calcutta, India. I currently live in Mumbai, uh, but I had an interim 20 years in the United States. Hi, this is Kunal Roy Kapoor.
3: I uh, live in Bombay and I'm an actor and I try my hand at other things, and I fail miserably.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Amitha Kelly. I'm a digital politics editor here in Washington, D.C. I was born and raised in Orange County, California, and now live in Washington, D.C. And my mom is from Bombay, not Mumbai, because she doesn't call it that. And my dad is from Delhi. All right. So, you guys, I have a clip here of one of the most famous
1: Indians in America.
2: Well, I don't like to leave this door, but... For the next five minutes, I'm going to party like it's on sale for
1: 19.99. So that is, of course, the character of Apu from The Simpsons, the Indian immigrant Quickie Mart owner. Anuva, can you rate Apu's Indian accent for us? When you hear that clip, what do you hear?
2: Is this out of a scale sk- uh, on 10? Uh, what are we reading? <laughs> are we reading it on 10? Ooh,
1: yeah, like uh, zero is like not Indian at all. And then 10 is right. like, oh, yeah, that guy was next to me at, you
2: know, the chai shop. I'm going to go with one because I haven't actually ever met anyone in India that sounds like that. I think somebody who was writing an animation show wanted to make someone sound like that. That's Mm -hmm. nice. But I've never met a human (laughs) here that that makes those noises.
1: (laughs) Okay, Kunal, what about you? When you hear Apu, what do you hear? Well,
3: I, I think I'll go with a five because, I, I mean, I've kind of heard that accent before, but not exactly. I think it's a mix of many different Indian accents. And I mean, it's so complex, really, the Indian mm-hmm. accent. I mean, it depends which part of the country you actually come from. But it's an OK generic Indian accent, I guess. I, I think more importantly, it's it's entertaining and it's funny. So I don't have any issue with it.
4: Right. I that. Oh, God, I would have given that like a seven or eight. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But what do I knew? Like, I grew up in Orange County. So my exposure to Indian accents was like my parents who both lived elsewhere before coming to California, too. So their accents are kind of mixed up, too. Um, And like TV and Aunties and uncles. So,
1: and the really interesting thing about Apu is, we should note Apu is not played by an Indian actor. That is Hank Azaria, who is Greek American. And Azaria was once asked how the writers on The Simpsons created Apu, and he said, right away they were like, "Can you do an Indian accent? And how offensive can you make it?" Hank Azaria said. Um, he based that character off of the Peter Sellers character in The Party. Peter Sellers plays a bumbling Indian actor. And that movie was actually banned in India because of the portrayal. So it's interesting mm-hmm. that we have these like very different reactions to that character. Right.
3: I honestly don't see either of the two as offensive. I mean, I think as a general sort of Indian accent, it's fine. I mean, I really don't have an issue with it. I think... Uh, Peter Sellers portrayal also I I don't find it offensive I mean some people find it a little offensive but I've grown up watching that movie and uh, it's always been entertaining to me Uh, whether it's authentic or not uh, not really not entirely because again it's a sort of mix but there's something about the lilt in in the way in which they talk which I think is is authentic it's not necessarily the pronunciation of the words but the sing-song manner in which they talk which kind of makes sense to me.
1: So I'm curious, Amita, as someone who grew up in the States listening to Apu, what was it like hearing him as a kid and knowing that other kids in school were hearing him too?
4: I mean, I'm so on the fence about it now that we're like revisiting it. Um, But I think growing up, I was always mixed between... You know, hey, at least there's somebody Indian on TV like I had a friend who is now my like one of my best friends, but thought that I was Native American until about third grade oh, because wow. it was like that was the exposure to Indian people in Orange County. Right. It's like eh, Indian Indian, you know. Um, so on one hand, you're like, at least there's a sense that and this is, you know, sort of a cultural identity Thing I think that happens that you're like on one hand, at least mainstream cultures recognizing there is a country with right. people, there are immigrants. Um, but I mean, it's the most stereotypical beyond the accent. I mean, the accent's kind of the worst part of it. But I think, you know, the fact that he was a Quickie Mart owner and eventually has an arranged marriage and has like seven kids or something and and is so like deft to every American social norm. Um I think a lot of that bothered me then, definitely bothers me now about the show, but I think even as a kid, I kind of picked up on that, that, you know, other kids, okay, so now that you know what an Indian person is, you think everyone's a cab driver or a gas station owner, which was a big part of, like, the immigrant experience, but is also very stereotypical.
2: We were just talking about this Kunal. um, Hi, Ana Fabia. Where we've seen Indian uncles do Italian accents. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and...
4: So what
1: does an Indian uncle doing an
2: Italian accent sound like? You know, we, uh, Kunal and I had gone to Bangalore once to do a stand-up show. Bangalore is a city in South India, which most people would know. So tech boom, all of that. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he was an older guy. He was doing stand-up. And his whole routine was about his friend Vittorio. (laughs) <laughs> and he started saying stuff like, Vittorio, how long have I been in India? And nobody understood what he was saying because he was just like a middle-aged Indian man making noises. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> no one could tell us an Italian accent. Also, I think like I, I do agree with Kunal that, you know, um, the emphasis in in Apu's T's and D's, right? Oh, I would not like to do this. Right. I, I, there's nobody I've ever heard. <laughs> talk like that. The thing is, the writing of The Simpsons is so sharp otherwise, right? right? Like mm-hmm. Apu's profession and his craftiness and all of that. Like that's you can identify with that because it's he's slightly deceitful and he's got his own problems. Right. So problems at home and stuff. Yeah, So is that's universal. Yeah, a fully fleshed right? out character. Exactly. From a writing standpoint, he's a lovely guy. But then there is the real Indian person, I think, in the United States and India. And then there is an invented fictional Indian person. Right. Like Peter Sellers doing Birdie Num Num. You know, <laughs> right. it just, there's nobody like that. If you came across an Indian prince, he'd probably have a British accent. But other things about that character are interesting. He's lecherous. He's all of that.
1: The Indian comedian Hari Kondabulu has said, Hank Aziri doing Apu yeah. sounds like a white guy doing an impression of a white guy making fun of his father. You know, Amita, is that is that like does he sound to
4: you like a white guy doing an Indian accent? No, I actually didn't know that it was Hank Azaria until we were just talking about this. So, I mean, it makes sense because he does like everybody on The Simpsons. Uh, But the one thing I will say that I appreciated about the show that I do agree with is that. I think they were very equal opportunity, making fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. But I also, I mean, still in the back of my mind, though, I'm like, especially in an American context, I think there is still a difference. In In some ways, it's worse making fun of people of color for some of these things mm-hmm. because there's so much baggage. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Great. Super. Okay.
0: You're
1: listening to Code Switch.
0: Support for Code Switch and the following message come from POV, producers of the documentary All the Difference, which follows the inspiring five-year journey of two African-American teens growing up on Chicago's South Side, as family, teachers, and mentors help them defy the odds in the teen's quest to graduate from college. Tune in Monday, September 12th at 10 p.m. to the PBS series POV to watch All the Difference. Check your local listings. POV is part of the American Graduate Initiative, made possible by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. With the Olympics in Rio behind us, Latino USA takes a look at the more than 300,000 Brazilian Americans living in the U.S. For many of them, it's unclear exactly where they fit into the American tapestry, and they ask this question, are Brazilians Latinos? I've been kind of wondering that myself. Find Latino USA now on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcast.
1: You're listening to Code Switch, and we're back. I'm Tasneem Raja, and we're talking about what's so funny about the Indian accent. Joining me here in Washington, D.C., Amitha Kelly, NPR Politics digital editor, and from Mumbai, India, the hosts of the podcast Our Last Week, Anuvab Pal and Gunal Roy Kapoor. Okay, so I will fully cop to doing, like, a fake Indian accent on a pretty regular basis. Like, I have definitely had full-on conversations with friends, usually other second-gen Indian-Americans, where pretty much the entire time we are, like, doing this weird Indian accent. And um, I want to know, Amita, is that something—do you do that with your friends? No,
4: I did when I was a kid um, with, like, cousins and, and my brother and stuff. I don't anymore, Um But yeah, I definitely used to. I don't know. I just don't find it that funny anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really true. I find it funny, but I think I find it more offensive than I used to. Um, And as a kid, I think it was a way of like kind of bonding over the fact that our parents didn't sound like our friends' parents. We, for the most part, grew up in the U.S. and had American accents and they would teach us how to say things that were then mispronounced for the purpose. I mean, it was correct English, obviously, but it was... For the purpose of, like, a California elementary school, you know, was, like, not pronounced the way my classmates were pronouncing things. So,
1: I, I'm i sorry to put you on the spot, but will you give us an example of what you used to do when you were a kid?
4: I'm trying to think. I mean, the thing is, it probably wasn't even mimicking my parents as much as it was, like, mimicking a poo. Right. Like, we would do the, like, thank you, come again, right. over and over and over again. Um, which, again, is, like, making fun of the parody, not necessarily... Our parents, their right? Actual Indian accent, but I mean
1: Anuvab Kanal. If an A B C D like me, that's American-born, confused dissy For anyone who doesn't know, if someone like me is making fun of the Indian accent, the quote-unquote Indian accent, and I should say, I think I was basing mine on a poo as well. Don't we get know? to hear yours oh, too? Oh God! Now? All right. So you know, it's like, you know, hello, auntie. What are you doing? What did you have for breakfast today? Like what is that? Nobody in my family talks like no. that. So like Anuba when you hear me do that are you just like oh my god that is so mortifying?
2: No, I just think you're from like it sounds like it's from the Emirates or like <laughs> Saudi Arabia. It's a more Middle Eastern, you know. What are you doing? How is it? How, uh, are you fine brother? What is going on? You right. know it seems like it doesn't even sound like Indian somewhere... to you, right? Aleppo, it's from Aleppo or something. You know, just, you know I, I do think the Indian accent, Kunal and I talk about this. Uh, Kunal, I hope you jump in at some point and save me with an example. But we do talk about this, uh, in that the Indian accent, especially the Indian uncle accent, is ripe to be made fun of. Because it isn't so much for the intonation. Like I, right. I know abroad, that gets a lot of focus, right? The, oh, how are you? What is that? But the real mess up is that they remove prepositions. So so an Indian uncle will say stuff like, see better see. See, what I'm saying is, no, what do you do at Goldman Sachs? What will you do at Goldman Sachs? It's rubbish. Start up. Do a startup. See, what I'm saying is, see, no, see, no, see. So it's that, right? It's There's no regard for grammar. There's random Hindi words in there. Right. The, that stuff is lovely, but that is so specific that I don't think it'll translate to global humor. You know, well, I think... It's easier to just do T's and D's. You know, it's easier to just have a guy who be like, hello, I am well, how are you? And then you're like, who are you? <laughs> Where
4: are you from? Right. Actually, one of my favorite, I get that I've been kind of on the like offended train about the Simpsons, but I actually love Russell Peters, the comedian. He's Indian, Canadian. Um, and he mimics his dad a lot, which sounds a little bit like what you're talking about, with, like the Indian uncle. And he has a couple of... Um, you know, kind of rants that he goes on where he talks about one of them is about how um, immigrant parents beat their kids and how more like of his white friend's parents should have tried this because they would have been more disciplined <laughs> right and every time he was about to get beaten his dad would look at him like dead in the eye and point at him and say like somebody gonna get hurt real bad <laughs> and he would like do this over and over yep. and it was just yeah, so fun yeah
2: so that, that's a really famous bit we just had an american comedian down uh his name was azar osman um and uh, he's i think he's uh he's a Uh, He's of Indian origin, but he grew up in the United States. And uh, the idiosyncrasies of older Indian people that he kept talking about, that was so relatable here as well, because he kept saying that he was a very large uh, man Mm -hmm. and his uh, parents would always make him wear his sister's clothes because they didn't want to buy two sets of clothes Mm -hmm. because they were cheap. And they just, whatever, sister was much older and then her kid clothes, they'd give it to him and obviously as he grew he was 6 he was 7 he was cross-dressing like he was and he was upset about that so he went to his dad and he kept saying why am i wearing girls clothes and his dad would keep saying what's wrong in it what is wrong in it and he kept saying i'm wrong in it <laughs> these prepositions screw ups that yeah. that the bombay audience were losing it because you know, we totally relate to that because that is an actual accent observation, you know, actually not an accent observation, but a language observation. Right. Yeah.
1: So, OK, one of my favorite Russell Peters bits, he's got a whole long extended riff on the Indian accent, and he talks about situations in which he will break into it. And Russell Peters, you know, has a completely flat, you know, American Canadian accent. You would never know necessarily that this guy's Indian until he breaks into his accent. And we've got the clip.
0: But Indian people know what their accent's good for and what it's not good for. We know it's limited limitations and i mean we know it's not good for for getting laid it's not gonna help you hello baby (laughs) nothing's gonna happen for you but you know what the indian accent is good for cutting tension you got a tense situation pop in the indian accent tension's gone picture a serious courtroom drama your honor my client
2: would <laughs> like to play music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing of using it to cut the tension, is that just? funny that like you know this guy is using this as almost a prop um i use this as a prop you know often around white people canal what do you we, think we use the american accent for the same thing <laughs>
4: <laughs> wait no we get our indian accent so i think it's only fair we we hear some of that
3: some of the american, the american accent, accent
4: <laughs> that Let's you go, would use to, to cut tension i want to yeah. hear it
1: what would you like me to say? Oh, you wanted? It was a scene. Okay, this is like improv now. Um, you know, yeah. you're, you're about to take a test or something, and you right. don't, you don't know the answer.
3: Uh, well, I think the answer is forty two, but it could be seventy nine. I'm not. Quite sure.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I give your American accent I, I, like good. a two and a half. <laughs> no,
3: <I'm so laughs> no. no, not very good. I I mean, I really find myself laughing at accents. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
1: Yeah. But I mean, there's, but also, also, had... there's also a question of in-group versus out-group here, right? Generally, we're okay with someone making fun of something if it feels like it's, it's of their community, right? But I mean, the thing about mm-hmm. the Indian diaspora is there are 16 million of us living outside the country. Mm-hmm. We are the biggest diaspora in the world, according to the UN. So how are we defining in-group here versus out-group? You know, are we all in the in-group? Amita, do you feel like you're in the same group um. Hmm. As I the people know. you're making I fun mean, of? The
4: thing I was just wondering, too, coming out of that question, this is sort of related, but is it the same thing? So you're, you're saying it's kind of funny or like you appreciate it when people try to pronounce things. But would you feel the same way if it was like backwards, if there were expats making fun of your accent? Mm-hmm. Um, because I still kind of see those things as different. Um, and I think in terms of the accent, I don't, I guess... I would put diaspora like expat in a different category than like born and raised in India or in South Asia. Right. Um, just because of the language, I think the accent, like the way that you experience some of the language developments and stuff, um, and how you see them in a different context. Because I think obviously it sounds like it's very different viewing something like a poo in a place where everybody's. South Asian to begin with versus like a place like the U.S. where there's kind of a lot of baggage around names and accents and being brown and all these things.
1: Right. This question of of baggage kind of keeps coming up. Right. And it's like for me, I know that I'm kind of doing this in a way that feels like it's out of love, not mockery. But I can also completely imagine somebody hearing me doing this and thinking, oh, my God, she's just making fun of her her parents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting to me that you guys don't seem to feel that when when you hear it, when you hear Russell Peters or, you know, Amita or me, it it doesn't seem to sound like mockery to you.
2: Oh, not at all. no. i I was I would think it's an American person who grew up in America. You know, I think now the cultures are quite distinct, right? Like people have spend their whole lives in America and they have a certain perception of another country. um, did you guys feel
1: like the Indian accent is more up for grabs in terms of being made fun of than other accents? like i I feel like it's not seen as out of bounds the way that making fun of like a Chinese accent or, you know, a stereotypical quote unquote, black accent might be know what do you think uh, I hope so I mean <laughs> I mean honestly I mean
3: if if it makes people laugh I'm cool with it <laughs> I guess I didn't grow up in a world where um, we were made aware of our background in that sense. So, so for me, it's it's something. It's it's just one of the other things that that you can laugh at. And if people get joy out of making fun of an accent, I'm completely for it. I have no issues whatsoever. Yeah. If they want to be twelve forever, yeah. If you want to be like a child about accents and all, then that's that's cool with me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I that's what i was saying. I mean, honestly, accents. I, I don't find much humor in accents. I mean, I guess it it helps define character and places you come from and in films you can kind of define what region or, or where that person has grown up or, or what his background is but but for humor I, I mean I guess you can use it and it's up for grabs and I and I hope so because it just means that Indians are more in the limelight and their accent is mm-hmm. more in the limelight mm-hmm. and, and
2: and that's good I, I do I do agree this thing with Kural, that brings up but well, if you look at contemporary India today right the the issue seems to be the other way around which is how little Indianness, the urban Indians want to keep, right? Hmm. Hmm. So they want to sound American, right? So things like Apu and stuff, they don't relate very much here because we've invented a different language, like Hinglish is what is spoken uh-huh. in urban India, right? So people will say things like, how are you, bro? Uh-huh. Chill karte hai. Let's chill. <laughs> how are you, bro? I like
4: that. <laughs> Two
2: Hindi words, four English words. Even our movie names, Bollywood movie names, right? Um... Love Aajkal. Love Aajkal, which English and Aajkal in Hindi is yesterday and today. Right. Right. Uh, And then they have movie titles like Jab We Met, Mm -hmm. Hindi and English, When We Met. And then people will throw in American terms all the time, like bro, relax, shillax, Uh chill, will, you know, which is just an amalgamation of, I don't know, everything they see online. And it's just so when these people hear a very Indian accent like they start thinking like whose accent is this is this like a uh some sort of a religious mistake? or this guy you know i i i honestly think that
3: when we were growing up there was a certain snobbery about the kind of english that upper class india spoke urban upper class mm-hmm. india and mm-hmm. there was a certain snobbery about uh, the way we spoke english because we we just assumed that we spoke it well and there was a certain snobbery about how like vernacular accents were treated because anyone who had a vernacular accent you'd kind of look down on them and you'd say oh he's a he's a vernie he's he's he doesn't cut it you know and and i think in the last 10 years what's happened is that it doesn't matter anymore what your english accent is it's what you say right it's the content of your words no matter whether you're speaking Hindi, gujarati or you're speaking english in some weird indian accent it's it's the content of the words so people have started kind of disassociating class with accents here. And it's actually a very interesting thing that now hmm. there's a reverse snobbery taking place where people now look, uh, I mean, it's it's almost as though if you have a very polished English accent, you belong to a, a, a class of society that's got a silver spoon in their mouth and they've had it easy. Huh, and you know. Really so there's a sort of it's reverse snobbery about it now. It's not seen as authentic. It's not seen as, as real Bharat, as real India. You know, it's seen as colonized people, oh, wow. you know, and, and as people who... So privileged. So, yeah, right. as a, like privileged, upper-class, right. colonized people. So, and, and that again is a very small population of, of even our cities, you know, the ones who had convent education or whose parents have been exposed to cultures around the world. So, there are many, many different levels with, b- within English accents in our country yeah. as well, you know. So, yeah. so, so, I mean, so so everyone's dealing with their own sort of problems with the accent they grew up with, you know. It's And I think that there's only so much you can do to kind of, uh, maybe not, uh, you, you can't whine about it too much because, because that's your upbringing and that's the world you grew up in. Uh, but again, I, I think the, the focus has to be on content rather than, than accent. Exactly. I don't know, but I think that like India is now at a stage uh, and especially urban India where we don't speak any language properly anymore. <laughs> right. So I don't have command over any language. Like, my English is okay. I mean, I can <laughs> get maybe by. Or there's no Barely. such
4: thing you know? as, like, speaking a language, quote-unquote, properly. I don't know. There isn't any such thing. I'm, I'm just
3: saying what's happened in India is that because it's become such a khichdi uh, in, in all of our cities, a khichdi in the sense that there's, I mean, there's dal and there's rice and there's, so, I mean, like, if you if you. It's a it mishmash. To, a mix it's, of, it's a mishmash, A hodgepodge, right?
1: <laughs> a a hodgepodge. yeah. A dish like a that kind stoop. of has just everything in it. Mm-hmm
3: it has pretty much everything so 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 that's what's happened in in a lot and that's what young people are growing up with right like you just you understand marathi like some amount of it mm-hmm. and uh, and you you don't speak it you know and but then you, you you obviously speak english but in india what would happen is that you'd speak a little bit of marathi you'd speak a little bit of hindi mm-hmm. and you'd speak a little bit of english and and you'd kind of get by and that would be your accent would be these three four languages sometimes and um, I, and actually, you 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 can't speak any one of them properly, and <laughs> that's what's that's what's really sad. I mean, in, in a sense, and and that's what fascinates me about many parts of the world where uh, that have either faced uh, colonial uh, sort of rule or um, or have been occupied in foreign powers. And, and they don't even have complete command over the French language. So so then you have a rise of different languages coming up, you know, like and and it's so heavily accented that it's it's like a separate language altogether. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up. So thanks so much to Amita Kelly, who is a digital editor on the NPR politics team. And Anuva Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor. Um, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Thank you. That was lovely. All right, y'all. That was Code Switch editor Tisney Raja.
1: And thanks to our guests, Anuva Pal and Kunal Roy Kapoor, actors and comedians in Mumbai, whose podcast is called Our Last Week. It can be found at the Audiomatic website.
0: Our editors are Tasneem Raja and Alicia Montgomery, and our producer is Walter Ray Watson, but I want to pause right here real quick uh, to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that this is Tasneem's last week with us.
1: That's right. My soon-to-be husband and I are moving to Texas. I'm going to pick up some long-neglected writing projects, Mm -hmm. and I will be rooting for you all from my sunny front porch with some (laughs) sweet tea in hand.
0: (laughs) That sounds so much fun. But seriously, thank you for rocking with us. Thank
1: you. you. It's been great.
0: So you should take us out the rest of the way then. All
1: right. All right. Let's do this. You can find us on Twitter at NPR Code Switch, and we love hearing from you. Email us at code switch at npr.org. Original music this episode is from Ramteen Arab Bluey. All
0: right, y'all, be easy. This week. We're conducting a brief survey to learn more about who is listening to Code Switch and how you're using NPR podcasts. Please visit npr.org slash Code Switch survey to complete it. It would really help us out.